The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. This is the hard shoulder with a very sad Kieran Cuddy. He locked in a studio without any windows. I can't even see the beautiful weather outside, but I am assured that it is still gorgeous up and down the country. Severe clear, I think, is what pilots call it, isn't it? Uh, when there's not a single cloud in the sky. And certainly when I came into studio at four o'clock, uh, it was a case of severe clear. And I hope it continues over the next few days. If it does... I'd wager lots of people are going to be kind of searing last year's grizzle off the barbecue. Holly Dalton is going to be telling us exactly how to do it and what we should be cooking down on the barbecue once it is cleaned and how to cook it in just a moment. But Ushin Kelly is with me as well from the Westbury to uh, mix together some uh, lovely summer cocktails as well. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. So, so where are we starting? Uh, yeah, so we're going to start with something, I suppose. I mean, you're, a last minute day like this, you want something easy and executable. Yes. So we'll make two drinks today, but I guess we'll start with a very simple classic Collins. So, you know, the great thing about the great thing about drinks, I think people sometimes find when cocktails are a little bit daunting, they can be super easy. And that's what this is all about. So this one's going to be a vodka peach Collins. So all they have to do, all you have to do, I suppose, is go out to the shops, get yourself a nice vodka. The one I've used today is actually Sausage Tree, so it's an Irish vodka. There's plenty more coming on the market now with Irish vodkas and stuff. And then get yourself a flavor variant. So when you're matching flavors, you know, you want it, vodka is such a base palette. But, you know, if you have flavors that are already in the vodka, you want to match it to them. So I've added just a little bit of peach. And I think as well, when people are mixing drinks, it's it's kind of like, it's not like following, it's not like baking. It's about following a recipe. So um, the when you're making just a cocktail, you just want to get a shot of of your um, a shot of your vodka. Yeah. Add a shot of your flavor variant, which is, we call a modifier, and then depending on your palate, you keep a little bit of lemon juice on the side. So when I serve drinks at home, or if I do, if I'm doing them for friends, I never actually make them fully for people, especially when I make Collins, because it's a long drink and it's very like kind of build your own. Some people like it a little bit sweeter, some people okay. like it less sweet. So I haven't used any sugar in this because there'll be so much sweetness in your liqueur. So you buy a peach liqueur and Peche de Vine, which is this lovely French peach that comes from this. You can get it from the south as well. They make it in the north of France as well. These lovely Lovely, very concentrated peach liqueurs. So you get one shot of your vodka, a half a shot of your peach liqueur, and just a touch of lemon juice, and you're going to top that up. Now, a traditional Collins is made with soda, and soda quite popular. It got popularized around the 1800s, and we still use it today, and it's got all this minerality in it. But what I'm going to use today is actually ginger ale, because ginger ale is actually, first of all, created in Ireland. Um, up the north of Ireland and then second of all when you're matching flavours like peach and stuff like that which is traditionally a little bit I call it a darker flavour although it's light and soft it can stand up to ginger ale so some stuff gets lost so you have to use soda but you when you use stuff like coke or ginger ale or those darker flavors or like a flavored soda you want something that's actually going to still be there which is why people mix whiskey with ginger ale all the time because it's it's able to stand up to ginger ale but Vodka traditionally will fall into the back, but actually not sausage tree because it comes in at a little bit of a higher percentage. So this is nice. It's really easy. Okay. And I think it people shouldn't be daunted by it. You know, like when you're making drinks at home, it's it's the, the great thing about simple drinks is it's about discovery, right? So you put your shot of vodka in, you try a little bit of liqueur, it's too sweet, you add a little bit of lemon, you top up with the, the ginger ale. If you get yourself a nice tall glass, you've got room for movement and kind of room to play. So I'm going to finish it off here. So I put my one shot of vodka in, my half shot of peach liqueur, a little bit of lemon juice. I'm going to top it up with the ginger ale. Give it a quick little stir to make sure ingredients are mixed. And then when you're matching your garnishes, you want something fresh. Summary, what's better than a lovely fresh slice of orange? Soap. I'm almost forget it. that I'm in work here. I'm yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm mesmerized by what's happening in front of me. So that's for you. Oh, look at this. Even the glass, oh, like yeah. it's so thin. These it's are beautiful just... glasses. They're called Rona Aren't glasses. They? So lovely cooked glasses. Um, and, mm. and, and, and the glass is important as well. Actually, 
I mean, if you want to get nerdy on cocktails, the the the, the, the thickness so of a glass refreshing. can change the taste of a. You're really is, rubbing it in. Yeah, yeah. That I'm is so sorry. refreshing. I can give you a fresh ginger ale. <laughs> I know. I'm a huge fan of ginger ale. So. Oh. Yeah. That so, is just the right amount of sweetness as well yeah. now for me. So, so, so the liqueur is very, it's very important that you understand when you're, when you're mixing flavors, you're going to get sweetness from your flavors. So you don't need, some vodkas are already sweetened. Some gins are, have a little bit of sweetness in them. Maybe you're a flavored gin, they have sweetness to them. So it's actually really important to try your ingredients on their own. I mean, we wouldn't just go like, you know, putting random things into our food or like, you know, using random sides and just saying, oh, this is going to be perfect together. We wouldn't just throw a different thing into like when we're baking a cake or whatever, just say, oh, that'll work. You know, vanilla goes with this and then it comes. Yeah. He throws mm-hmm. the whole ingredient. So it's it's great when you make a simple drink, and I'd say this is the more approachable drink. When you make something that's straightforward, that you kind of build it the way it, as it comes, you know. Well, I mentioned Holly Dalton, the chef and the director of Combini Condiments, who's with us as well, Oshin. And on the cooking side, then, mm. so I, I've I've seared off last year's meat that's been hanging there on the <laughs> uh, grill and the barbecue. Let's imagine for about eight or Delicious. nine months now. Um, <laughs> So, what, what, Tanya, top tips. Before we talk about what to put on mm. it, in terms of prep, what should people be doing now over the next couple of hours? I think, like, top tips. First of all, it's like the no-brainers. Like, don't start cooking until the coals have turned white. That's really, really important. If there's still flames on the barbecue, you're just going to burn stuff. You're not going to cook it. Also, like, if you're the kind of like a last-minute Larry, like a lot of us are, while your barbecue is getting up to temp, you can use that time. It normally takes about an hour to marinate. Even if it's only an hour, that's going to make a difference. So don't get too hung up if you wake up and it's a really nice day and you want to have a barbecue. And it's like, oh, have you got no prep done? Like, it's not a big deal. Another huge, huge, huge thing, which I personally always forget to do, is you need to soak your skewers. If you're going to be doing skewers, which a lot of people are, wooden skewers have to be soaked. Why? Because if you don't soak them in water, they just uh, like incinerate. Like they'll just you won't be able to pick it up on either end because they'll just obviously it's wood. Like so, it's going to burn. Yes, but if you soak them in water, you know that problem is eliminated. So in terms of skewers, what would you be putting on it now? So my favorite, my absolute go-to is like a yakitori skewer. So it's basically chicken thigh marinated in uh, soy, marin, sake, a little bit of honey. And you just kind of skewer it with some uh, spring onion. Like, you don't need to get too hung up on the marinade, right? Even if you did it for an hour, an hour and a half, two hours, like, that'd be great. Overnight, yeah, perfect world scenario. But who has overnight? Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's the last minute thing. Oh, yeah. This is usually I'm on the way home and you know what? To hell with it. I'm going to barbecue tonight. Exactly. So don't be worrying about, like, an hour makes a huge difference. And because of, like, those natural sugars, they're going to, like, when you're adding your honey and things like that, it's going to, like, caramelize so nicely on the barbecue it's made to be cooked over coals like I would never make yakitori unless I was having a barbecue it's the kind of thing I only do if I'm having a barbecue okay yeah alright okay so while that's marinating let's go back to the cocktails for just a moment loads of questions uh, AD saying have you got a good apple martini recipe Nikki wants a nice mocktail recipe you do have another recipe for us I what have we got I do and I, I suppose when, when I heard barbecues I thought you know one of the big things about barbecues of course there's last minute like you said and then there's people who are like I'm having a barbecue next week I see the weather's really good so I've actually brought you a drink from our, our new menu at the Psycho Bar we, we just brought out a brand new menu and I suppose Appletini is a great example we wanted to give people drinks that they that they know and love right so we were like let's give people a pina colada right but we're always trying to do do new things and new exciting things. And as cocktails change, you want to present things in a different way. So we did what's actually called a clarified pina colada. Okay. So this takes about 24 hours to get ready, really. Clarification is quite a popular thing in cocktails. And I read the other day, you don't just do things for no reason, but you you make, you make do you do things for a reason. So we wanted to give people a pina colada. So you, you know a pina colada, right? Yeah. It's a tall glass. It's bright. It looks very creamy. It's got a massive big... Um, 
pineapple slice shoved on the wedge. This is not that. And the great thing is it's called a voguette. It's on our new menu, the Human Zoo. And it's um, when you come down to table, when it comes down to the table, they go, oh, that looks like a pina colada. And then they get this glass, which is, I'm going to describe it. It's just a low ball glass with a big block of ice. And the liquid is almost clear yellow. Oh, yes. Mm. So the, the, the rum I'm using in this is called Diplomatico Reserva. It's dark brown. It's the color of walnut almost. Yeah. And this drink here in front of you is a light kind of sunflower yellow almost. So we just pour that over the ice. And we're going to zest it with a little lemon zest. And that lemon zest is going to open up. I'm going to give it to you while I finish talking about it. So clarification is a really, really interesting technique. Oh, it looks great. (laughs) You use Galliano. This one uses Galliano. Um, Got there our beautiful little menu here I open up. You just use Galliano, pineapple, um, a little bit of... um, of the rum and then we use a thing called pimento oh. dram which is this this really kind of it's got a lot of spice to it mm. and then what we do is we actually add all the alcoholic ingredients and all the ingredients to coconut milk we let it curdle overnight in the fridge okay and this is how you make a milk punch you curdle overnight in the fridge and then the next day you spend the entire day straining it through coffee oh, strainers so good thanks. so thanks for it, it looks it looks literally like a glass of water but it tastes like a pina colada you've got them pineapple notes those coconut notes and then that little lemon zest at the end it just kind of rounds the whole thing off yeah and, and you get that as you're about to drink it yeah that's what you smell as well that lemon zest so really for anybody who wants to you know you want to impress at your garden party right they go mm. you bring them out this drink that looks like a glass of water or like a, you know you're like and you go this is a pina colada and they go that's no, not a pina colada it's called clarification it's called clarifying drinks and the idea of punch this is called a milk punch milk punch is actually around it's the, it's the oldest form of cocktail it's considered the oldest form of cocktail and the great thing about barbecues and punches is they're convivial punch is all about sharing yeah. so you get you make a big bowl of punch you could also do this with wine every summer I do uh, I, live in a, I used to live in a cul-de-sac with my parents every summer I do I get a bottle of wine I get fresh fruit I put it in we make a big punch and we bring we have a barbecue in the cul-de-sac and it's really good so it's, it's, it's about sharing really when you make a milk punch or any kind of punch and that's what barbecue is about right oh god God, we're on here till 7 o'clock and I'd love to just stay here mixing cocktails (laughs) and drinking cocktails more importantly but Holly uh, before you go uh, so that's the skewer uh, that's what you're going with what what did you call it the yakitori skewer yeah yakitori skewers yeah Uh, another big one especially if you're going to have like vegetarians vegans I've got vegans in my household so uh, I love cauliflower in inverted comma wings okay Uh, so you get your cauliflower florets I like to rub them with a little bit of uh, gochujang which is like a spicy Korean kind of fermented like pepper paste which is is awesome and I highly recommend it for barbecue season just go buy some now and literally put it in everything maybe a little bit of honey a little bit of sunflower oil a little bit of soy a little bit of rice vinegar mix that up into a paste rub it into your cauliflower don't get hung up with marinating if you can marinate it great if you can't don't worry about it toss it on the barbecue it's gonna like barbecue nice and like delicious crispy you're gonna get all these crispy craggly bits on the cauliflower they've got all these kind of nooks and crannies mm. they're perfect for that they've got lots of different kinds of, they've got lots of surface area so they work really nicely like like wings kind of normally do well, Holly, I forgive you for not bringing any of this food into studio, despite the fact that Ocean brought these absolutely beautiful drinks, uh, but they do sound delicious. And I know there'll be people kind of frantically trying to write down everything there. Listen, as soon as we take the next ad break, we'll get all of this up as a podcast so that people can listen back. And maybe this, to, th- this evening or tomorrow or over the weekend, if you're having a barbecue and you can find out what to cook and what cocktails to prepare and how to prepare them. Of course, you can get these cocktails in the Westbury as well from Ocean directly. Ocean Kelly, thank you very much uh, for popping no into problem. studio. And Holly Dalton, the chef and the director of Combini condiments as well uh, I mentioned the weather and I got a text from a friend of mine who's farming outside Kilkenny I was given out about being in studio and he says just remember on days when it's piss and rain you're in that studio and I'm stuck out in the field as well so that's one way of looking at things right. James thank you for the text 087 1400 106 uh, it-